Here's a bit of time while we wait for everyone to join us. Look at all those people filling up the room. Just getting things started, guys. Sorry for the uh, dead air, but uh, welcome to the uh, New Rope uh, Twitter space. This is uh, Brandon, Alex, and I's uh, baby that we use to uh, help the the fans connect with the baseball team. Hope everybody's doing well tonight. Brandon, how are you, sir? Doing well. Hey, I'm curious. How long does it take for me to get in after you start the space? Because I'm, I'm pretty much at the mercy of Twitter. Oh, I mean, it, what's really weird about it is sometimes I'll send you your co-host uh, invite and it'll say Brandon has declined to be a co-host. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, uh, it takes anywhere from maybe, you know, five seconds if you're quick or 10 seconds if it's being a, being a turd. Yeah. I think this time it was uh, it was pretty easy. So yeah, no, very very smooth, smooth sailing from here on out. Well, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We are, uh, man. Are we at an hour count now until the season starts? Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, we're less than 24 hours away, and uh, I can't tell you how excited I am. Are you Are you going to the game tomorrow? Uh, yeah. I am. Uh, we, my daughter actually has auditions for her major. I know it sounds weird for a fifth grader to have auditions in a major in the fifth grade, but uh, she goes to a school for uh, gifted and talented students. And uh, in the middle of their fifth grade year, they audition for their major that they'll follow throughout the rest of their days because she she'll be in there till she graduates from high school if she decides to stay. So uh, I mean that's a pretty big deal. So we have that in the morning. And then once that's uh, once that's done, we're heading down to Norman. If we can get down there early enough, we'll uh, we'll go to uh, uh, Penny Hill. But if not, I think we're going afterwards. What uh, what major is she? Uh, she choosing? well, it's funny because the the girl takes after her mother and is a hell of an artist, but uh, has decided that drama is her forte. Oh, okay. Very yeah, man. Nice. Yeah, man. Uh, looks like we already got our first guest with us, Damon Miner. How are you, sir? Good guys, how are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing fantastic, man. Here on the eve of OU baseball, uh, you know, opening day, it's a fantastic time around here in Oklahoma. Yes, it is. We uh, enjoy listening out here in uh, Arizona. Oh yeah. Well, Damon, I, I know almost all of us know who you are, but if you could uh, introduce yourself to everyone, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, Damon Miner here. Um, uh, sooner, back in the uh, mid nineties. And um, obviously, we won a national title in 94, had a really good group there. Um, and then, you know, just have a twin brother, Ryan. And uh, he obviously, he was pretty well known there as a basketball player and baseball player. So that's that's pretty much it. We're just uh, sooner bred. Yes, sir, you are. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, you mentioned your brother, and I know that uh, uh, we've had some uh, – if you if you tell us a little bit about your brother and you know what we can do to help out in this situation, uh, yes, uh, my um, uh, twin brother, I believe I've I've posted. Um, he has a stage four colon cancer, and um, I had a chance to go see him a couple weeks ago, and he's doing okay. Um, really, you know, chemo is not a fun thing. Um, he's really, you know, he's fighting it. He's always been a fighter, so. Um, Hopefully he's, uh, he's up to the challenge and he just um, getting along every day, try to beat this. Um, we started a GoFundMe page that um, that I share on uh, updates. Uh, we've had a, an unbelievable reach out for him and uh, the, the care of the uh, Sooner Brotherhood and the, the Sooner Nation and all the people uh, across the, uh, the country with the Baltimore Orioles. Everyone has uh, really stepped up and it's been awesome. 
Thank, thank you for telling us about that, and I'm glad that everybody's, uh, you know, embracing you and your brother. And you know, I I just shared your tweet there at the top, so if uh, everybody can see that, there's a GoFundMe attached to that. And uh, if you you know you want to go donate, if you feel obligated to do so, please please do because it's going to a, a great cause to help out you know some great Sooners. Thank you, guys. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, uh, Alex is our uh, in-house uh, alumni. I don't know if he's got any questions for you or not, but I think he might have some some things that, that maybe we can't ask you that we don't know quite uh, know you know about as far as like inside information. Alex, you got anything? How are you doing, by the way? I'm doing well, guys. I am getting super excited for tomorrow. Um, honestly, I'm I'm pretty excited that it is a afternoon game, so it'll it'll help me get through the rest of the work week. So uh, I'm definitely not opposed to that. Um, but yeah, David, just, we want you to know that we we're thinking about you guys and we're praying for you guys as families. I know it's a, it's a tough time. And, and like Johnny said, anything we can do to help, we, uh, we definitely like to help out and help your family out as I, I know it's a, it's a tough time. Yeah. But as, as far as questions, yeah. man, I, I, I did not come very prepared, but, um, I just want to know what was, what was kind of the, what, what team were you on, um, in the nineties? Were you on the, the national championship team? Yes, we, um, uh, we our freshman year was in '93, and um, and then in '94 we obviously won it in '94, and we had a really good group of guys come in, and um, obviously we uh, went out and we had a really good group um, from California players, um, a lot of guys, MJ Mariani, uh, Rick Gutierrez, Mark Redman that played in the big leagues. We had a lot of guys that actually, you know, played minor league baseball or got to the big leagues. Uh, obviously, my brother and. Javi Flores. So we had a really good group there and, um, and it was a part of the big eight back then. Um, obviously OSU was, uh, one, I believe 18 in a row, uh, championships, big eight championships, but we were always proud to get that, that bigger ring in the uh, college world series. No doubt. I know last year at the end of the year, um, as we were driving up to watch those guys last year, uh, we got to talk to Bucky and, um, Javi Flores and, Bucky, and whatnot, yeah. as far as, yeah, as far as the uh, what that experience was like for them in Omaha, if you could tell us a little bit, kind of from your point of view, what that what that trip to Omaha was like for you guys. Um, the our trip to Omaha was was just uh, special, especially we went through, uh, you know, had to go through Austin. It wasn't a super regional type thing. You had to you had to win four games to get to the World Series, and uh, we uh, even though we were uh, won the regular season Big H. Uh, title we uh, had to go to Texas they hosted the regional and um, there is nothing more uh, exciting and is to go down to Texas and beat the Longhorns on their their field and um, there was a lot of good teams Stanford was in it Um, and then once we got hot we got to the World Series and won four there and beat a really good Georgia Tech team with Nomar Garcia Parra um, the catcher Jason, uh, Jason Veritek uh, Jay Payton played in the big leagues with a, so uh, we uh, had a really good run. Uh, we had really good coaches. Coach Shell, Larry was there, uh, Pat Harrison, uh, Vern Rule. So it was a, uh, it was a really fun atmosphere. And especially we saw a lot of that, that team. And as you can see, when we were, we were, a lot of us were following um, that um, team last year and just what they were about and how they uh, handled themselves and what they went through. And it, it was a really fun group to watch play. And um, even though they came short, they really made the Sooners proud. 
That's awesome. It's it's cool to hear the experiences, especially as a as a guy who played at that level but didn't get to make it um, to that stage. It's, it's cool to hear from guys who did. Uh, speaking of that, we got Tread on here who was on that team from last year. Tread, how you doing, man? Doing good. How are you guys? Doing We're doing well. great. Getting, I feel like excited. I feel like we need to do a Tread chant. <laughs> no, no need. <laughs> no, no Tread chant right now. A little too much. Might be too much. Might be too much. Well, Tread, how's the off season been going for you, man? It's good. You know, there's uh, new challenges and just kind of new ways of figuring out how to get ready. You know, it's not like uh, Oklahoma where you got you know, a good schedule and a good plan for your off season and, and, you know, how to get ready and stuff. And um, so kind of just trying to figure out, you know, what, what the best routine is, uh, you know, to get ready to go. So that's, that's been kind of what I've been learning uh, this off season and just looking forward to spring training here in like two weeks. You've been working out at home. You get to make any trips up to Norman to work out a little bit this fall or uh, winter break. Uh, yeah. So, um, in the off season, I actually, um, the pirates had me go to the Dominican for a while. So I actually spent like a month and a half there. Um, so, you know, when we had like alumni weekend and everything, I, I wasn't able to be there. I wanted to, uh, come up to Sooner Nation, uh, see everybody. But, um, so I was there doing there, I was there spending a lot of time. And then, yeah, ever since I've been, I've been home, just, just grinding it out. I have, you know, a lot of resources here as far as like, the cages um i have a weight room you know everything here is uh is really unique to me so i'm able to to do all that here at home so it's great that's awesome trid i love to hear that man uh i don't know if you've ever seen the movie little big league there's a part in there where the, one of the guys is talking about how he uh you know those kids down there are smart man i played played baseball down in the dominican every single one of those kids speak spanish <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and they're not lying either <laughs> but yeah man no that's awesome that you got to have that experience have you uh been keeping up with any of the fellows lately uh yeah um yeah for sure i've so i've talked to uh kp a bunch and stuff and some of the guys from last year everything that's still there and stuff and uh yeah i mean it's it's a really good vibe you know i guess what i'm getting from those guys and um you know i was obviously people are concern with the amount of people that left and everything um but you know those guys you know what it, know what it takes to to get there and and they feel like you know this team has it again you know and and has the ability to to get all the way so um you know i i think that's a really great feeling for all sooner nation and and uh i'm just really excited to watch them play is there any uh, particular uh, new name that 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 uh excites you uh, I mean, Bryce, I'm looking forward to seeing what he, he's got for us. Um, you know, and then some new, um, some new arms for sure. Uh, Kill Davis. I mean, I, I've faced him for the last two years and I don't think I have a hit yet on him. So I'm trying to, I was really looking forward to figuring him out one point. So I, I hope he's, I'm glad he's on this side now instead of the, instead of the enemies. I was actually just going to ask you if you could, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about Kill Davis and facing him. Yeah, so um, from what I remember from Kale is, you know, he's pretty over-the-top guy. Um, just has a really heavy fastball. Looks like he's got, like, you know, a lot of RPMs on his fastball. So it's like 94, what it feels like. It's like 97, you know. So 
he just he he really has good command too. Commands the strike zone, likes to get ahead on guys. Um, you know, and he's he's very very competitive. You know, shows a lot of emotion. Um, which you know we'll see how Skip handles that. But um, you know, I, I don't know. I think it was it was really good facing him. I mean, he's he was very dominant against us. You know, so um, I'm excited to see what Skip has done with him as far as just kind of working with his off speeds and just you know how he's gonna fit in there as the i guess he's starting tomorrow isn't he he is he is yeah he's so starting tomorrow so taking on that you know that starting job so um you know we'll see we'll see how it goes but um looking forward to it uh yeah man no that's uh i would love to hear that from you about about kill i know that uh you know we're all excited to see him go uh, you know, hang with us real quick, Tred. Damon, I think uh, Brandon's got a question for you, and then I got a got a follow up after that. Okay. Yeah. No, I was just going to ask you since you know we've got Tred on here, and uh, you you've had your experience in minor league ball. You want to talk about your experience with it that first year after college and drafted, and and what that's like, and the kind of learning curve that you went through. Um, yeah, Tred, and congratulations on last year, man. It was a uh, it was a fun team to watch, and what you guys did and accomplished. So. I appreciate that. I appreciate um, that. It was it was a hell of a ride. It was a lot of fun, yes, and it uh, brought back a lot of mem- memories for us older guys. So um, you guys made us uh, pretty proud out there. So, but um, I think I think with uh, you know pro ball, is, it's, it is an experience of um, adjusting because your uh, spring training nowadays is a little bit shorter, um, and then you're getting ready for the season and you're playing 150, 160, uh, 148 games now. So I think it's just the um, understanding the routine is going to be a little bit different than uh, college, than what college was, because college was, you know, every three days and then practice and then school. One thing you won't have school. So it's uh, I think it's just mainly is getting prepared, uh, being ready when you go there. Like it sounds like you're hitting and doing a lot of things. So the, the main thing is, is just being ready for when you do get there because you're going to get sore and stuff like that and minimizing all the soreness and stuff. So I think it's, um, but you, you know, you, you're obviously prepared and you guys did a good job of getting you guys prepared, Skip and everyone. So uh, it's just a, just a little bit longer season and understanding how to play through 140 some games. Yeah, Damon, that's 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 great, man. Hey, I got a, a question for you. You had a pretty epic home run back in the the '94 championship game. Could you uh, could you take us through that at bat if you if you can? Yeah, I can. Uh, one is that everyone gives me a lot of uh, <laughs> jokes with me because they said I was crying running around the bases. I wasn't. I was so mad because I was 0 for 24 before that bat. About getting you to swing because we were a little timid because I haven't got a hit and I was a little anxious. But he gave me a hit and run with two guys on, and it was actually a hit and run. And oh, he wow. threw me a, a first pitch fastball, and it was hit and run. And story was over. It went quite a bit into the zoo and uh, put the game put us up head for quite a bit for like six runs, I think. So, oh man. We uh, earlier in the week we got to talk to uh, to Russell Rayleigh, and he was discussing his being in the dog pile whenever they had a regional there in there in uh, Norman. Can you uh, can you describe what it's like to be in that that dog pile? Is it as uh, hectic as people say it is? It is. I actually uh, was standing on the outside 
because I was the DH. So fortunate because we had some guys get on the bottom. But uh, Trey can attest this. We actually the best dog pile college world series was fun, but we dog piled at uh, Isfalk Field, and I still have pictures of us dog piling on their field in Texas. And That's then, awesome. uh, it's just a uh, it's just something that your team is just somewhat you accomplished and you get to celebrate with all your teammates. Yeah, that's that's awesome, Damon, that you say that because, uh, like, when we – so when we won the Super Regionals against Virginia Tech, we actually, like, didn't dogpile. But, like, it was kind of weird because, you know, Skip kind of has, like, you know, this thing ingrained in our minds like that, you know, you take it one game, one game at a time, one pitch at a time, and all this stuff. And then, you know, so for us, like going through that whole series, it was just like, well, we're just we're we're going on to the next game. Like we're just gonna keep going on to the next game and next game. So I think like when it when it happened and stuff, like we were all excited, but you know, I guess not dog pilot excited. I don't know. It's like we wanted to we wanted to accomplish like the ultimate goal and then you know let it all go. I guess, but it was. It was fun, nonetheless. I was actually sitting in the clubhouse watching you guys play that game. What was great about that place was, man, the wind was blowing out so bad. Like, I hit a pop fly, I swear, to left field in that game. And, I mean, it ended up being, like, 50 feet over. And, like, I was looking around at everybody. I'm like, what in the world? Because when I hit it initially, I was, like, kind of just going around first, you know, kind of, like, getting ready to (laughs) put my stuff up and grab my glove. And next thing I know, it's, like, 40 feet over so we had a little help but um i'm just glad the, the baseball guys were with us they all count and that's the, the best thing about them they all count baby <laughs> they, they all count. And you know you know at Dell that wind doesn't blow out to right it just goes out to left that's right <laughs> and, and it cuts that wind and that takes that ball out to that big power alley i hit a many of balls to, to, to right center that just went out and floated so yeah yeah you're right though we take those <laughs> Uh-huh, you take them. Looks like we got the voice of the Sooners with us, Toby Rowland. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. I'm just enjoying listening to Tread and Damon. You don't have to talk to me. I'm I'm excited uh, about the season starting tomorrow, and Taylor Maples is going to be on the call, and uh, I'm going to be a nervous wreck listening in and watching in from uh, Austin, Texas. But, no, nah, this is great. Are you kidding? Damon Miner, that's awesome. What's up, Toby? Hey, Damon. Thanks for your help today, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It's always awesome to get back, and and uh, so it's it's been great. Toby, I know you're going to be in Austin, but uh, what's the the plan for the season as far as you when you get to join us for a uh, uh, full time? Yeah, so uh, Taylor's going to call these first two games while I'm with basketball, and uh, then I'll be back for Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday. I'm going to go down to Ar- Arlington on Wednesday. And then Taylor will uh, have you next weekend for Ryder. It's just kind of back and forth like that until basketball season's over. We are very fortunate to have somebody as talented as Taylor Maples to be able to help us out uh, whenever we can. And he and I had such a great time in Omaha getting to work together last year. Uh, Great dude uh, with incredible baseball knowledge. You guys know that if you get to listen to him and, so I'm excited. We had uh, the Rooney shows tonight, and Skip was on with us, along with uh, Diego Moniz and Brayden Carmichael. And um, so he kind of laid out for us who he expects to be in the starting lineup for him tomorrow, what his, 
weekend rotation that's going to look like and everything. And um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'm going to sleep very much tonight. I'm, I can't wait to see this team. No, uh, getting to see that uh, that rotation. I think that's that's a pretty potent weekend uh, weekend set, don't you think? Yeah, I do. I, I I take from it that probably Jamie Hit is still not quite back from his little bit of tendonitis he was feeling. Uh, coach said tonight that he he fully expects him to be back and most likely in the rotation next weekend against Ryder, um, the Texas Tech transfer. But, yeah, Cale Davis, Will Karsten, Braxton Douthit. I think the plan is for Braden Carmichael to get the ball on Wednesday in Arlington if he is not too used up from this weekend. Uh, Skip liked the idea of uh, Braden starting down there because he has already done that once. He started a midweek game down there a couple of years ago and felt like uh, the, the stadium wouldn't – he'd be able to handle it. Um so, yeah, um, he kind of in, in, intimated tonight that probably Anthony McKenzie at first base tomorrow, which I think has been a little bit of a question mark. And um, So, yeah, there we go. Toby, Toby, you, uh, you've laid out some pretty good knowledge on Twitter the last couple of days. If you all haven't gotten a chance, go back to Toby's feed and look at uh, some of the, the baseball Twitter posts that he's made. What's the one storyline right now that – you're either most surprised by or most excited about? Um, you know, I don't know that I, – I don't know about surprised. I, there's just so much unknown, you know, um, from the starting pitching to where the power is going to come from. Um, got a new guy behind the plate. There's just so much unknown. Uh, I'm, I can't wait to see Bryce Madrin and Dakota Harris – uh, I think Madrin is going to immediately be a fan favorite because of his size and the way he plays and how he attacks a baseball. Um, I can't wait to see the Carmichaels pitch to each other. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Sounds like Braden doesn't like it very much when Easton comes out to the mound and tries to tell him what to do. And uh, Skip has to break him up once in a while. So I can't wait to see uh, a new glove at shortstop. We've had a really great run of defensive shortstops the last five years with Zaragoza and Peyton Graham. And now you got another guy in Dakota Harris who can really uh, glove it. And so I can't wait to see him in action. Um, all those bullpen pieces, how they're eventually going to piece together. So – it's just all its all the unknown, I think, going into a new year. Maybe more than we've had in quite some time. Toby, you mentioned shortstop and how blessed we've been for the past, you know, half decade. You know, going beyond that, I mean, wasn't Sheldon Noisy before that? Yeah. Caleb Bushy had Sheldon Noisy. Yeah, no, it's been – we've been fortunate there. Yeah, it's been a, a ridiculous wealth of riches there at shortstop. I, you know, getting to listen to you guys back in Omaha last year, that was uh, – probably you know a, a best case scenario for all of us because we we really do enjoy both of you so much and getting to have the uh, combination of you two was just awesome and uh, i hope that we get to have more of that this year especially in, in the postseason yeah blake uh it, it was fun taylor bought me a steak in omaha so immediately uh won me over there and uh we're gonna definitely uh, try to do that at some point uh blake brewster is going to do a whole lot of uh, color analysis for us. In fact, 
as of now, uh, this weekend is the only weekend that Blake is not going to uh, be on with us. He's going to be able to do all the home weekend series with us. Obviously, George Frazier and Chad McKee. And, but uh, Taylor's outstanding. We had a good time. Uh, Taylor, it felt like we were there forever. Uh, but we, I think we hit every Omaha restaurant at some point while we were there. But that's a blessing. We were just uh, talking the other day about Blake Brewster's call on Z's home run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say um, my favorite call of the year last year, and uh, it, it didn't include me, but just hearing him scream was uh, highly entertaining. Highly entertaining. You uh, you got to send, you got to have uh, Brewster do a, a remote out from the berm. You know, I've been saying for years that we should call a game from out there and uh we just have never pulled the trigger and i love that idea i think it would be fun to go out there get a couch and just you know like they used to do that back with the cubs in wrigley field they'd call a game from the outfield i think it would be a lot i don't know how much i can see of balls and strikes from out there but we'll manage and uh, you guys would be out there so it'd be a lot of fun yeah, it would be a lot of fun, Toby, but I, I can guarantee you wouldn't be able to call a game from out there. It gets a little crazy. <laughs> Try it anyway. That's awesome, man. Kendall, are you with us now, bud? How's it going? Doing good, man. Doing good. How are you? I'm doing, doing well. I was just uh, singing Toby's praises as uh, I was listening to him talk. I was trying to learn some things. Hey, we, we love to hear Toby talk, so if you wanted to keep going, we'll, we'll let No, it's all good. No, man, it's good to be here. It's, you know, the last time uh, we were all talking uh, – OU is getting uh, getting ready for a postseason run that I'm not sure we all envision ending uh, with a natural runner-up finish, but what a special uh, finish to the year it was for the Sooners. Uh, obviously, I mean, you think back to last year and just the, the, the stars that arose last year. You think about Cade Horton, but you think back, think to this year, uh, and you get really excited when you, when you, you know, you think about guys like John Spikerman, who I think everybody that was in Omaha saw – uh, his potential, saw his athletics, saw his speed. You know, uh, you know Bryce Madrone. You know, as Toby mentioned, he's a guy that's had a really good, you know, had a really good fall. Has had a really good spring. Obviously, a guy that they're going to count on big time. So, you know, there's a lot of new faces on this team, but it's a lot of faces that I know. Uh, and, and typically, if I know if I know who they are and, and know their potential, that's a pretty good thing for your team. No, there are a lot of new faces around the program. That's for sure. Uh, you know, we're we're not going to give y'all a hard time for not for not ranking OU. But that uh, was tough, man. And so uh, I'll just go right into that. I mean, I, no, I, I, actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, I think if you look at Oklahoma overall, they were they were a team that's really tough to leave out. I mean, I think Aaron Fit and I both uh, feel like Oklahoma is a top 25 worthy team. There are a lot of teams that mix. I, I think the the struggle for us was you know Oklahoma compared to a team like Texas or to a team like Texas Tech. And really the team they would have gone in over was with Texas Tech. And, and I'll say this. I think Texas Tech has way more question marks than OU. But, you know, I, I kind of sided with Texas Tech a little bit just because, you know, they're kind of the, the Florida State of the, of the modern era. You know, if you remember back, was it a decade ago when Mike Martin was there, it just seemed like, I mean, Florida State could lose their entire freaking team they could lose their entire rotation, and you know what? They'd be a top 25 team the next year. And I kind of feel like Texas Tech is that way now. Like, no matter who they lose, no matter, you know, like, whatever, even if, like, an assistant coach leaves, 
Like, they're just always in that mix. And so I think the next step for Oklahoma and the next step for Skip Johnson is to become one of those programs. Uh, you know, Oklahoma took a massive step forward last year, but now it becomes one of those situations to where, you know, Oklahoma, a lot like the team they eliminated last year, Omaha A&M, Oklahoma is, is now getting used to the feeling of of being one to the hunt, one of the hunted. Last year, down the stretch, it was just like with, with Kate Horton rolling – like Oklahoma was hunting everybody. Now everybody's like, you know what? Those guys finished in the final four. Uh, like we, we want to beat those guys bad. And so like, I'll, I'll be very curious to see how you handles it. I have a feeling they're going to handle it really well, but uh, you just never know until the lights come on. Yeah, definitely. Hey, uh, gentlemen, do you got anything for, for Kendall? I, I don't want to harp on the, on the rankings too much, but I am genuinely curious. You know, Johnny and I have spoken a lot about, uh, teams like Oklahoma State and Stanford, and um, I, we, we, we definitely understand that they have a, a certain pedigree that OU hasn't necessarily maybe had over the last decade, which you mentioned. But, uh, you know, those are teams that definitely lost quite a bit, either in the draft or, or some in the transfer portal. What, what puts a team like Stanford ahead or so far ahead of, of OU in that situation. Yeah, I mean, I think Stanford on paper looks really good. I mean, you're, you're talking about a club that, you know, last year, if you look at the end of last season, you know, they had a guy like Ryan Bruno at the back end of the bullpen that was, for my money, one of the top relievers in the postseason. He was just fantastic. Uh, I think when you look at the the uh, rest of the week, uh, excuse me, week in rotation, uh, you know, you look at Quinn Matthews, getting, getting him back this year was huge. You're talking about a guy who – I thought really stepped up last year, you know, ERA just over three, 117 strikeouts, 51 walks. Uh, and then you look at Drew Dowd coming back this year. Uh, and then, you know, offensively, Braden Montgomery back in the saddle, uh, you know, Drew Bowser back, Tommy Troy, an All-American back, Carter Graham, an All-American back. So they have a lot of pieces back this year from a club that, uh, you know, that did get to Omaha. Yeah, Kendall, you know, you, we, uh, Brandon was talking about Oklahoma State. Could you uh, maybe uh, touch on some of the other Big 12 teams that, you know, everybody here really doesn't care about? <laughs> yeah, you know, Oklahoma State's going to be a really interesting team for me. I mean, this is a club that, uh, you know, you, you look at uh, Jerron Watts-Brown coming in. Obviously, he's a big-time arm. They expect him to do a lot of things. But I think Oklahoma State, and I don't want to be too positive about Oklahoma State because I know you guys might like Bammy from this thing. But uh, I, I do think when you look at OSU overall, you know, I, I think back to last year when they were in that regional and just how, how the, the, the way things ended against Arkansas, uh, you know, Rock Riggio's back this year, Zach Earhart's back this year, Nolan McClain, granted he's going to strike out 100 times, you know, he's back, he hits for power, they've got nice pieces on the mound. Uh, you know, Oklahoma State, for me, personnel-wise, has the best team they've had in a long time. Now, that may not mean anything at the end of the year, but on paper, they're a team I expect a lot out of. I think TCU, for me, uh, you know, other than OU, I think OU and TCU both could really challenge challenge Oklahoma State. But I think when you look at, uh, you know, TCU, I look at the return of guys like Luke Boyers, Elijah Nunez, you know, Brent Taylor at the high corners are just a really, really fantastic player. Uh, I think the biggest question mark for TCU for me is when you look at, you know, Cam Brown uh, and Ryan Vanderheide in the weekend rotation. You know, Vanderheide, uh, certainly a prized arm, uh, you know, up to 97, 98 in the fall, coming up from Kansas, uh, you know, but he's got to go out there and prove it. He had a great fall, phenomenal fall, but he's got to go out there and prove it. 
Uh, and then you look at Cam Brown again, another premium arm who has not proven it. Like he he's 96, 98, you know, 89, 91 mile hour cutter, but he's got to go out there and prove it. So TCU, a lot of upside. There are question marks in terms of the consistency. Uh, I think the one team for me that is just very much a limbo. Uh, and I know you guys will be very sad to hear this is Texas. Um, I think when you look at the horns overall, I, I think this is a club that could that could either be really good or it could really, really struggle, as in not make the postseason. Because, you know, I think when you look at Texas overall, you know, you look at their week in rotation, Lucas Gordon was kind of nicked up in the fall. He'll be in the week in rotation. You know, they're expecting, like, Zane Morehouse to be a, a rock-steady weekend guy. But, again, unproven, just a big arm who's completely unproven. I do like moving Travis Staley in the week in rotation. I think he's a really nice uh, arm for them. When he's healthy, he's very good. Health is the question, though. He's, he's just kind of been made of glass, really, the last year, year and a half. Uh, but, you know, for Texas, it's going to be a different offense. I mean, last year with Troy Tulowitzki, it was a, you know, kind of come right at you, powerful offense. This is going to have to be a different offense. You know, Jalen Flores, a freshman, Jared Thomas, a freshman. Both of those guys are going to have to be really, really good for Texas uh, to meet expectations. So I, I think there is a major gap and what Texas could be as a team. I think if everything falls together, super regional team, I think if there, there are any, any reasonable, you know, moderate level of hiccups, uh, I think they're in trouble. Kendall, I think that uh, OU was picked fifth to – or finished to – picked to finish fifth in the Big 12. Uh, you know, where do you see them finishing, and do you think that they can live up to those uh, expectations or even better? Oh, I think Oklahoma could be a lot better than what we think. Uh, I mean, I think when you look at Oklahoma overall, this is a this is a club that you know just just offensively. I think there are a lot of pieces here who are going to take big steps forward. You know, I've heard you know, granted you talk, I say big step forward, but I mean you talk about it like a young guy like Houston Carmichael. Kind of funny you were talking about the dynamic between him and his brother. I've heard really good things about him. You know, Anthony McKenzie. You know, we talked about how I've seen so many of these guys. You know, Anthony McKenzie. You know, I saw at St. Houston for three years, just up the road, 40 minutes up the road. And, I mean, I actually really, really liked him early on in his career. I mean, he's just a hit machine, always found a way to get on base. Um, you know, I think he's a guy that could really surprise a lot of people. You know, Wallace Clark certainly did some really nice things in the fall. There's a lot of excitement around the program about him. I think Kendall Pettis, you know, was a guy last year that, you know, showed at least a little bit of, a little bit of power at times. I think he's going to be much more consistent. And, you know, obviously, you know, talk about Bryce and Madrone and you talk about John Spiker. I mean, those are, those are just, you know, exceptional players. So uh, I think this offense will be really good. I think the other thing, too, to kind of keep an eye on is, you know, we're talking about, you know, year two under Reggie Willis. I mean, if you went back to last year with Oklahoma, the first two months of the season, I remember texting people inside the program after the, the Minute Maid deal going, boy, like Jake Bennett, you know, and all these guys, like they can be as good as they want, but, man, this offense is so bad. Like this offense is so, so, like not even bad. Like they just couldn't get a hit with a runner in scoring position to save their lives. And what happened, like midseason, like the, the switch flips, and all of a sudden, you know, like Reggie's got the offense just, you know, like a well-oiled machine. So I think – a lot of these guys getting a year or two with Reggie, I think I think you're going to start to see that a little bit this year. 
we've heard a ton of great things out of the, out of the program about Reggie. Hey, uh, Brandon, I you got a you got a question for for Kendall, correct? Correct. Yeah. So you know, Kendall, we love talking OU baseball here. Obviously, there's uh, a reason for that. It's an OU baseball space, but uh, we're also most people on here are, are spending part of their Thursday night because we're college baseball fans. Yeah. You know, there there's a lot of news I think in the off season about potential changes to you know how many coaches you can have on staff, mm-hmm. um, potential you know changes for college baseball as a whole. Can you touch on those briefly? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um, I think college baseball as a whole is, is in an interesting spot. Um, just because I think when you look across the country, um, there are a lot of schools and situations to where, like, the school may not necessarily find the assistant position at all. And guess what happens if you don't fund it at all? There's a pretty good chance of schools that's going to get rid of the position altogether because they don't want to get sued. So – I think it's one of those situations to where you can see a lot of sm- very small programs without any kind of money whatsoever just simply drop the position. So it could hurt some schools. For the most part, I think it's going to help schools. You know, I know Oklahoma is going to make a strong commitment to this extra spot. Uh, I know the SEC schools, for the most part, are going to do that. The Pac-12, for the from what I've heard, they're going to make a commitment to it. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. But uh, it's going to be a net positive for college baseball for sure. I, I subscribe to this idea, guys, that like for so long, college baseball has been one of the sports that like we just we hold back and hold back and wait for the little guys. You know what? This sport is a big ass deal now, and like the time for us to sit here and wait on everybody else to catch up is over. Like to me, if you're not eleven point seven, you're not Division One baseball. If you don't have a fully funded staff, you're not Division One baseball. Let's let's set the benchmarks at that and let's move on. No, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because my other question was you, you know I know there was a big documentary going around last year, um, so I'll kind of make it a double-parted question. You know, 11.7 is a number that a lot of people are familiar with. It's the number of allowed scholarships. Uh, do you see that changing anytime soon? And then also, you know, you mentioned that college baseball is getting bigger. Do you do you really see that the uh, the fan base for college baseball is is growing quite a bit? Oh, it's definitely growing. Um, it, it, it's growing a lot. I, I will say this about scholarships, though. Uh, I don't think that's coming anytime soon. Um, you know, I I get the transfer transformation committee is like, oh, look, we're going to have more scholarships soon. But the, you know, there are there are other NCA cases on the docket right now. Um, I, I just don't see that as something that's going to happen anytime in the next. I don't know, three or four years. I, I mean, I hope I'm wrong, and it certainly seemed like that might be the case about. Um, you know, that might be the case, let's say six months ago, but I don't think, I don't think this is going to be the case moving forward. Hey, I got to actually hop on our live cast real quick. So I'll pop back in here when we get done. Yeah, that'd be great. Thanks Thanks, guys. Appreciate your time. We'll see you soon. Thanks guys. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Hey, Toby, you've been following my countdown. Have you not? I have. Yeah. Has there uh, been any particular one that you can point out as your favorite? <laughs> um, I liked the uh, – my favorite was uh, maybe well, – probably KP. Oh, yeah. No, KP's was, was legit. You, yeah. uh, We have a, a, a very cool guest on our, on our show right now. His name is Evan. He is a big fan of all yeah. OU. Evan, uh, you, gotta, you want, want to say something to Toby, don't you? Yes, I do. What's up, Mr. Toby? What's up, Evan? How are you, bud? I'm feeling great. How was Rudy's tonight? 
Rudy's uh, was good. We had a ton of special guests, and uh, I fed my face. So it was uh, a good I bet night. You did. <laughs> I had a great week last week. I went to the uh, basketball game, and I thought about you, and I got some autographs from the baseball team. That's awesome. We won. Uh, we won a basketball game on Tuesday night. So Heck yeah, it's already Thank been a good goodness. week, and now we now we get baseball season. Yeah, can't wait. I know Plank's going to be busy during softball when they're in Waco. Plank is a wild man. He's calling softball games. He's doing five shows a day. He's incredible. Yeah, I uh, I was listening to him last week when they were in California when they when they were playing Washington. I got scared to death. That game got me chills. Uh, yeah, they, anytime OU doesn't run rule somebody, it's scary. Yeah. Well, good yeah. luck this week when you go to Texas Thanks, for – I know you guys are going to be busy, so I'll be looking forward to hearing you on the radio. I appreciate it. Hopefully we can go uh, beat the horns down there on Saturday. I hope so. That would be sweet. Yes, sir. Hey, Tred. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, are there any uh, – not everybody here, I think, that got to uh, watch the uh, the College World Series last year. Maybe maybe we have some new fans that uh, are just now joining us that now just discovered that uh, OU has a baseball team. But – uh are there any moments from last year that maybe you want to, to revisit that are most like that are possibly seared in your mind? Um, honestly, I'd say um, maybe going back to uh, our Florida series when we were down there in the Gainesville regional, um, you know, I just think like as a team, you know, that was, that was, those were the games that, really kind of defines, you know, how the rest of the playoffs were going to kind of go, um, you know, especially, um, you know, when we were down and then we have a rain delay and then we come out with two innings to go and we, and we ended up beating them by one. Um, I think that was just like an absolute momentum shifter for us. And, um, you know, if I could go back and, and, revisit anything i think it'd probably be at the start of the playoffs and just that i mean because it's the start of our run and um just redo that whole thing and 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 maybe win it this time that would be uh that would be awesome trent were you involved in any of the uh rain delay antics yes so i wasn't um so you know we had you know the wwe you know uh ring set up and um I wasn't a wrestler, but I was a referee for one of the wrestles that we had. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it got intense. I mean, because we were, we were about two, three hours into this, and we were like, oh, my gosh. Like, we got guys falling asleep. Like, this is going to be forever. Maybe we're going to get postponed or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so guys decided to, to make a WWE ring and, and get after it. So I ended up refing uh, one, of the, one of the fights. So it was great. My God, I forgot about y'all's wrestling. <laughs> I don't know how y'all didn't break bones. Yeah, so it was all like it was everything was just like majestic. I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like somebody would go for, you know, a a, a pin or something, and it was all in slow motion. So it was like really slow motion, so nobody would get hurt, and then like it would happen, and everybody would just blow up and just you know be all excited and stuff. So it was. It was uh, it was taken the right way, so it was fun. That's crazy, man. Y'all are nut jobs. Hey, Tanner, I have a question for you. My name's Carly Murray. I work at Sooner Vision, and I'm covering the team this season and also doing some content for y'all. And I've 
been able to spend a lot of time with um, Kendall, John, and Jackson, and they've seemed to be taking like their leadership role really seriously this season. So, can you kind of talk about um, what kind of leaders you think they'll be, especially after watching them blossom this past season? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, those guys, um, those guys are going to be great. You know, especially Kenny, um, kind of leading the way. You know, when you have kind of the experience um, like Kenny has now, um, you know, being the fifth year and everything, you know, you really, you really get an understanding of, you know, what is, what the expectation is and what you want out of your team and stuff, you know, as you get older. Um, but yeah, those guys, uh, Sparkman and Nicholas, um, those guys are going to fill those roles just fine too. Um, you know, it's like last year, you know, when you make a run like that, you really create something um, in the locker room, you know, as a team. And, uh, you know, I think those guys are going to come in and, and, and know exactly, you know, what to say to these guys, to the team. And, and uh, they're going to be great for the clubhouse, you know, Skip and, and Reggie and, and everybody, that whole staff, they, uh, they create it. And then they, they, they ask the players to do the rest, you know? So I think they're going to do a really good job and, and uh, you know, I'm just excited for them. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you heard this, but um, Wallace Clark is going to be getting some time um, as a catcher this season. So, what do you think about that? Him what? transitioning to third base. Yeah, I mean transitioning from third base to catcher. <laughs> I okay. I I did not know that. Um, that's crazy. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know how to what to expect there. I'm sure he'll be fine. I mean he he came in just playing third like it was nothing. So. Um, you know, I'm sure he's going to figure it out. I mean, I don't – I hope he, his pop time's a little faster than he is going around the bases. That's all I got to say. Oh, shot spike. <laughs> hey, I've been, I've been at practice. Him and Cash have been working hard on that, so I got faith in him this season. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Here, I've been talking about Wally all offseason like he's Usain Bolt, and y'all are talking about him like he's got to unhitch the trailer. There was, there was a time, I think it was like, at the end of the season and like into the playoffs, like Wally got, Wally got thrown out like eight or nine times in a row. And like, I think he came into the dugout one time and I was like, dude, you just got to stop, bro. Just don't even, don't even listen to the sign. Just stay there. I don't know what's going on, man. And it was just bad. So we just giving him a hard time. <laughs> so speaking of a uh, possible, um, I, I would say maybe changes, Toby actually broke this one that I didn't realize. Is is Spike a switch hitter? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, early on, especially like in the fall and stuff, Spike was switch hitting a bunch. Um, but he ended up tweaking his his back pretty bad, and it just uh, it just got to where you know anytime he was batting from the right side, he just he he was just really uncomfortable. Um, and you know, I guess I guess the left side was okay. Um, so he just he just ended up sticking with it. Um, you know, it is it just was what it was. But I, I guess I guess now he's he's more than ready to go. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing that too. I haven't seen him hit right handed in the game yet. So there's there seems to be a lot of things that we can be excited for. Hey, uh, Carly, thank you for joining us. By the way, I did not expect that at all, but it's a uh, so really, that's really great for you to be here. Could you uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do at OU? Oh my gosh, sure. Okay. <laughs> Hi guys. So uh, my name's Carly Murray. I'm a senior at OU graduating in May. Um, I'm a 
I'm a senior at the College of Journalism, so over in Gaylord, and I'm working at Suter Vision, just kind of doing some baseball content this semester. Later on, I'll be able to sideline report, which I'm super pumped about. I was actually talking to Toby about that today. Um, he's been really awesome, just kind of helping me out with advice and stuff like that. I took his play-by-play class last fall. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of about me, as aspiring reporter. Um, I'd love to be like a feature reporter, sideline reporter, so... Yeah, that's me. <laughs> okay, tell, them so, who your, tell them who your cousin is, Carly. Uh, Toby. Okay, y'all. My last name's Murray, and I go to OU. I'm just, I'm just gonna let you guys sit with that. <laughs> I thought, I thought that was a recognizable name for sure. <laughs> yes, yes. Kyler Murray's my cousin. Our dads are brothers. So yes. <laughs> well, we can never get get Kyler on this, but it's great to have his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> if I can ever get him on, I'll let you know. Toby, uh, what grade did she get in your class? Uh, straight A's. She's an outstanding student and is uh, already a very good broadcaster. She's gonna, she's gonna be a superstar very soon. Oh, thanks, Toby. I appreciate that. I was his favorite student, by the way, guys. So just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Well, Carly, I think you'll you'll probably get used to asking uh, some people tough questions uh, or surprise questions. So I'll ask you one here. Uh, just looking briefly through, because uh, did you do the interview with Skip where you asked him about the player names? Oh, yes, I did that. <laughs> okay. I was looking for that, and I just happened to come across um, the fact that your dad played college baseball as well, correct? Yes, you're right. Yeah, he played baseball at the University of Texas from 1990 to 92, I believe. Um, yep, and the Giants drafted him. And he's he's okay with you covering OU baseball? You know what? Yep, he is. Um, I'm, I, I was the four, firstborn child, and I'm a daddy's girl at heart. So, I mean, he, he was okay with it. It's hilarious because last February, um, Texas was honoring their alumni. And so we, we went down to Austin and the 40 Acres and stuff, and I was like, I'm not wearing that orange. Like, I'm sure y'all have all seen the blind side and that Sandra Bullock comment where she, she was like, you will not catch me in that gaudy orange. And I wouldn't wear it. I refused. And it's funny because I got the little horns down sticker um, because they had a bunch of those. And I put mine upside down and my mom absolutely chewed me out. She was like, you are not doing this. That is so disrespectful. <laughs> but that's only about the only time I've kind of got some slander. Um for not being a Longhorn, but other than that, my parents are super great, super supportive, and they'll they'll even wear some crimson sometime. But I should probably keep that on the DL. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Well, I I went ahead and and uh, put at the top of the space that interview you did, trying to spell the last names of some of the new guys. And it's if you haven't seen it yet, it's pretty funny. Yeah, we actually shot Can something really funny real today. Quick? You guys should look out for. I I asked them their favorite skipism. So that's a skip tendency that he tends to do. I don't want to give anything away, but just be on the lookout for that one. It was pretty funny. That's awesome. Hey, Damon, did you have something, man? Yeah, I was going to just speak with that's that's funny that I played baseball with your dad, Cal. Oh, that's funny. I actually, I think I did bring you up. Either I brought you up or Russ brought you up or something. Baseball's so small. But yeah, that's funny. I'll have to tell him that we 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 would. uh, (laughs) We would. Yes, tell him as I saw him during the fall league and uh, chatted a little bit, and then decided to. We would always watch the uh, OU Texas game in um, in the clubhouse, uh, and always gave him a lot of crap about it. So it was always fun rivalry. 
he was he was a great teammate and a great great person. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll have to let him know. Andrew Shepard, how are you, sir? Hello, Johnny. You doing all I'm right? Doing, I'm doing great, man. Looking forward to some OU baseball. I I had a question for Damon. Um, you know, with with you uh, you playing for the Giants and Ryan playing for the Orioles, do you have uh, do you, did you guys have some games where uh, you guys played against each other? And if so, you know what sort of memories do you have? Uh, with that um you know unfortunately we the only time we got to play against each other was uh when he got traded and signed with the mariners because our spring trainings were always on the opposite end he was in florida and i was out Uh, here in arizona so for 10 years we never had the opportunity except for one spring training we got to play uh he actually stayed with me and, and we uh played against each other in spring training so uh that oh, was wow. the uh the only thing that we had the opportunity was we both uh we both had to wear uh orange and black our whole careers yeah that <laughs> that's right yeah i didn't think about that <laughs> yeah i appreciate that i i was just wondering cuz you know uh i mean you got like uh you were like you were with the you were with the Giants. I knew he was he was Orioles, and I think he like he jumped over to uh, Montreal, didn't he? Yes, he uh, oh, okay actually get traded to Mar- Montreal and um, okay played with them, and they were obviously on the um, in Florida as well. And then I was with the Giants for my whole career, except for yeah. a yeah. short stint with Philly, and then went overseas. So cool. it's been a uh, I, I, I appreciate you answering that, Damon. Hey, no problem. Uh, hey, Damon, what is it like playing in, in overseas? Did you play in Japan? Yes, I um, played in Japan for a year and then uh, played in uh, Mexico for a year. So um, traveled a little bit. Uh, Japan was um, it was a really good experience. Um, uh, usually when you go over there, it's, it's hard to come back to the States to play. Uh, but now it's like a kind of a stepping thing. You can go over there, go to Korea. But uh, the culture was um, a, definitely a different sh- uh, culture. It was kind of a culture shock. Um, uh, but it was uh, the people were really good over there. The baseball is um, really, really good baseball. Um, the athletes, as you can see, coming over and coming to the States um, and playing in the big leagues, um, it is really uh, – it was just a lot of practice. They, they practice after games you play. Uh, a lot of practice after to get better, um, so it was something to get a, uh, get accustomed to. But it was it was it was a fun time over there. Is it anything like the movie Mr. Baseball? Um, I was probably Mr. Baseball. Yes, I was the biggest <laughs> guy over there. <laughs> uh, that old Tom Selleck movie. Yeah, uh, great uh, film. Yes, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, you definitely uh, a lot of that base that movie did. <laughs> Damon too, and I—I I was uh, forgot to say this too. Like my, uh, it was it was uh, so great to see uh, Ryan whenever he came to the OU Texas uh, basketball game. They honored him and everything. I was I was so happy to be there and and see him uh, and everything. And that was just a a beautiful moment. And uh, again, just um, he's uh, he's been in our minds and in our prayers. And uh, so all yeah, of your family. I- I really appreciate that. He, um, it was really uplifting for him 
to to see the uh, the care and the of the, the OU family and um, Joe and and everyone there. Uh, Pete, <laughs> those guys, they're just taking care of him and and being there against OU Texas, it, it was really it really helped him. And I uh, I appreciate everything that um, OU has done for him. Um, I was unfortunately was couldn't be there because I had the flu. Uh, I was going to be there, but it um, it was it was really good to see and appreciate it. Hey, Damon, I texted my dad and he says that he calls you giant. I guess that's some inside joke between y'all. So I guess I'll just let that be. But he's cracking up. He, 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 he calls me tiny. Yes. Oh, he calls me. He calls me big giant because uh, I always uh, would mess with him in the in the in the in the dugout and always pick him up and kind of throw him around a little bit. <laughs> So, but but he said he scored a lot of runs for me. He was he got on all the time, and he would score from first and second. So I was happy. <laughs> a lot of RBI. Yeah, one. Yeah, my dad definitely had the speed. That's that's where I say Kyler got it from. And Johnny, I have an update for you on the um, the club chaos. I texted Gaines because I was like, I have no idea what he's talking about. He said, from my understanding, it's an area that we will have some bar tabletops where people can hang out. So. That's that's the four one one I can give you. That's all I got. <laughs> oh, all right. No, I've heard some some cool things about it, and I uh, I think everybody who shows up to the park tomorrow is going to be pretty pleased with what they've got going on because I I think I, I don't know if I can speak on it. I might get in trouble, but I think it's a little bit more than just some bar tops. I think they got a lot of fun planned for us in the in the park. I think they're trying to bring some of the uh, magic that we have out on the berms into the park. Carly, you'll have to come visit us out there on the berms. It's uh, it's quite the time. I'll have to see if I can make a trek out there. That's pretty far from the dugout. But if I get a minute, I definitely will try to come over and say hi. You guys better come in the ballpark too. Oh, uh, see, I'm a season ticket holder, so uh, I'll be uh, I'll be the inside tomorrow on the berms Saturday and back inside Sunday. Sweet. Well, I'll see you at some point. <laughs> hey, man, Andrew, what do you got, man? So, so Johnny, like. I mean, for all of us, like tomorrow is Christmas. So, like, what are you putting putting, you know, under the at on, at the fireplace? You know, for OU baseball Santa, you got like some big league chew, some sunflower seeds. Oh yeah, no, I, some I, chaw. I have to. Uh, I, I pay homage to Skip and his love of Yellowstone, and so uh, underneath underneath my uh, calendar that I've hung up on my wall. I'll uh, I'll put a big glass of uh, of Buffalo Trace for it. Perfect, perfect. Love ben, it. Uh, David Sunflower Seeds or Bigs. I'm I'm okay with either, and then some uh, great Big League Chew. Can we can we get go ahead and just coin that, Johnny? That you are you are now Oklahoma baseball Santa. Did Andrew just make something there? <laughs> Brandon, I don't know if you want to. Stay on this. Uh, this- <laughs> uh, that was fantastic. I will. Uh, I will gladly be college baseball Santa if, if people want me to be. I got the beard for it. You can set up a chair out in the berms, and people can come by. And <laughs> what do you want for uh, baseball season or whatever? <laughs> Ridiculous. So we walk away and be like, I think that guy stole my wallet. <laughs> oh man see this is why we love college baseball for the uh shenanigans oh no doubt no doubt about it so it's, it's a it's a lot of fun but uh you know in all reality you know 
I guess we haven't really spoken uh, much about the actual season. No. Much or, or about this weekend, really. So, um, you know, expectations for this weekend. Johnny, anything you have to say? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be nice to see Cale uh, Davis rolling out. I thought maybe they might flip the, the rotation and have him go Monday. But uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see who they do put out Monday. I couldn't remember what Toby said about that or if he even did mention that. I know he was uh, he mentioned a few names, you know, as far as that as the rotation goes. But it's going to be nice to see Douthat. It's going to be nice to see Will Carson. Uh, I'm also intrigued to see, you know, who's that first man out of the bullpen. And uh, I, I'd be willing to bet that it's probably Calhoun especially if we're in a uh, maybe in a tight spot or if we're needing to maintain a you know two or three run lead uh, so we can get in you know maybe Calhoun might even be our closer I don't know but uh, it's it's very exciting around here but uh, you know I'd like to hear from from Alex or any of the other guys about what they you know think about the weekend yeah I'm definitely excited definitely excited to um, see it get going um, I think the Big thing we're probably going to see this weekend is a lot of what we saw last year is um, hopefully beginning of the season. I think the big thing is just putting together some good at-bats. Um, it always seems like early in the season, the pitching's a little bit ahead of the offense, um, just from the standpoint of not, not getting to see as much live pitching um, leading up to the season, whether that be weather, um, having to be in the cages. So um, I think the big thing to see this weekend is going to be hopefully putting some good at-bats together, getting guys on base and just letting the chaos go from there, um, stealing bases a lot like last year. And I think out of the pitching staff, um, the big thing is I think we're going to see a lot of arms like early in the season. You don't run guys out there for seven, eight innings. You're going to see guys three, four innings, and then move it on to the bullpen. Um, and obviously with four games in a row, and then obviously that Wednesday game, um, we're going to see a lot of guys get opportunities, uh, probably quite a few young guys. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be super exciting to see, um, and hopefully we can just see you guys in the strike zone, um, competitive, um, and just seeing guys excited to be out there again and playing against another team. But no, I can't I can't wait to see them get going. You know that is something we heard from uh, some of the players and and people around the program is that uh, a lot of the pitching staff are are strike throwers. Um, I know that was a a bit of a problem in 2021, but it sounds like that. It, this whole staff is making it quite the priority to uh, throw strikes this year. And I think, you know, um, you know, if there's one thing that you always hear Skip saying is just, you know, getting in there and competing, you know, there, nothing good happens when you're out of the, you know, out of the strike zone and walking guys. And there's, you know, you know only bad things can happen there. But when you're actually in the strike zone competing, um, that's where you want to be. So I think it's, it's going to be really positive. I'm, I'm looking forward to the pitching staff this year. I, I really am. I, I'm curious to see, you know, what we're going to have. Um, but I, I think, you know, I have 100% faith in Skip that it's going to be it's going to be a solid group. Yeah, no doubt. I think I think the pitching staff will definitely um, be the difference. And just from from Skip's track record, uh, like you said, I think all the faith in the world in him and his development. Um, obviously, a lot of new guys that we don't really know too much about. Some that we don't know anything about as far as pitching on this level. But uh, like you said, um, Skip's put a lot of guys in the, in the league um, and it seems like the, the development is just there. So um, yeah, I'm super excited. And I think if, if he can get some development out of those young guys and have some people step up, um, we could see another, another big run. Tread, what do you, what do you think? What's that opening weekend like? Um, I know you're only a year removed from it um, in, in college. 
Um, so what, what, what's it like that opening weekend? I know a lot of anxiousness um, as far as the offensive side going. I think sometimes that opening weekend, it's, it's kind of tough to have those long extended at-bats because you get up there and I think you're just wanting to kind of swing at everything just because you're so jacked and ready to go. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, for sure, guys, uh, you know, especially the first your first series, everybody's pretty anxious, pretty amped up just to get going and stuff. Uh, you know, I, I expect, I expect, you know, everything to be, to fall into place pretty quickly. Um, you know, especially offensively, you got to think, you know, pitchers are definitely ahead right now. Uh, and they'll, they'll stay ahead and, you know, for another, at least two, three weeks, you know, that's just kind of how baseball is, you know, it kind of takes, uh, guys to, guys to see some arms and see those, those live at bats, um, to get going. Um, but, you know, Reggie's going to get them going really quickly. Um, I think they're going to be stealing all kinds of bases. I got a bold prediction of nine stolen bases tomorrow. Um, I'm telling you, I, I think they're, he's just going to get them going in that, like a well-oiled machine, like he says. Um, the short game, like the small game, is going to be really, really big for him. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know exactly how much power they got this year. Um, but if I know Reggie – he knows how to uh, how to create runs. So um, yeah, it's going to be good. But uh, even if they if they come out a little shaky, I, I wouldn't be too worried about it. I wanted to actually ask you about Reggie. Um, what what was it like playing for Reggie? Kind of what impact did he have on you in your career there? I know you only got to play for him the one year, um, so you got to play for a couple different different offensive coaches. But what did he what did he mean to you? What kind of coach is he? Yeah. Um, well, Reggie's. Reggie's got a great story, you know, um, especially getting to the big leagues the way he did. Um, you know, he's really similar to me in a way in that, you know, he was always kind of the smaller guy uh, kind of coming up out of high school and, and college and stuff. So he was able, you know, when we brought him on and stuff, you know, he shared his story. And it, you just kind of get an understanding of, of why he's so, you know, relentless when it comes to, you know, practice and it comes to in the game and everything with the offense and how aggressive he is. Um, and it's because, you know, for his whole life, he's had to, he's had to grind. He's had to take the hardest route to, you know, to create the most out of who he is. Um, you know, and I think getting to the big leagues, you know, he had to be the guy that, you know, could do everything that could steal bases that could play any position. Like he had to do that, you know, and that's, it's hard. I mean, it's it's really hard when you're undersized like that. You know, you gotta you gotta basically take what's best, you know, about you and just make it the best you can be and just run with it. And uh, I think he just kind of brought that that whole mindset to our team, you know. And just and and he act, he actually shared a story. So I don't know, if, you know, if you guys noticed, but like when we hit doubles and stuff, I don't know if they'll do it this year. Maybe different, but uh, when we hit doubles and stuff, we'd always like just kind of do a little tapping motion. And it's pretty cool because he shared a story that, like, you know, if if a guy is tapping on your chest for, you know, just like, you know, five minutes or whatever, you know, if it's it's not going to really hurt, right? But like, if he starts tapping on your chest for nine innings, I mean, eventually that's that's going to start to really hurt, you know. So it's like that was that whole idea of, you know, we're just going to keep on tapping, keep on tapping all the way through this thing. And uh, he really, he just he just changed everything, you know, it's been, it's been really great to have him. And I know that uh, he's going to have those guys ready to go. 
Trad, uh, you know, we have a podcast that uh, Brandon and Alex and I run, and I, I, our uh, season preview episode, or I, I don't know if it was our season preview or if it was our first episode, we uh, put an over-under, or maybe it was an over-under, we put a, a, a number to how many stolen bases these guys might have this year, and I think mine was at, I think, 56. Alex, do you remember what yours was? That was just for the outfielders. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I swear it was just for the outfielders, and I because I, I said I think Spike and uh, KP are going to have twenty five apiece. No, it was you did. Yeah, that's correct. So I think I said I would. They, I think I put it sixty three for just the outfield alone. Yep. I mean, you might not be wrong. Right. If you had to put a number on it, how many stolen bases from the outfield group this this year? I think I think they'll each get thirty, at least. Like, because like, you got to think, you know, there. like, you know, to be honest with you, like Reggie's complete style of offense, like what he really, really wanted, that like that really clicked for us. I, I would say, you know, around the Kansas series that we had last year. I mean, I think that's when everybody was like truly, you know, bought into like, you know, how we're going to handle this offense. And, you know, I think this year, I mean, it's going to be from the get-go. Um, so, I could see those guys having 30, I mean, a piece. I mean, at least. I mean, KP had 25 last year and he was hurt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know who's leading off. Is Spikerman leading off? I would assume so. I, that If I were a betting man, I would say that Spike's leading off. Spike might have 40. I don't know. He might. Hey, so Reggie, I think Reggie holds the record there at OU. I think it's like 44 or 49 or something like that. I'm telling you right now, Spike might be on his way to it. Reggie's going to put the stoplight on before he breaks that record. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's hilarious. Drew, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you guys doing? You ready for opening day tomorrow? I am. I'm like a, a little kid uh, at Christmas. I'll be in Norman all weekend uh, coming up from Tulsa. So excited about getting down there in a, in a new season, getting to watch these guys, uh, you know, start a new journey to Omaha. So um, here's to uh, being back in Omaha in June uh, with, with, with you guys that I got to see up there last summer. So so we have the Burn Bums, and I think you have a name for our section. Is it the Lunatics in Section or something uh, like that? I don't know. It's the the uh, was it the uh, the front row fanatics? Oh, there you go. Well, yeah, I'm I'm a poor. I guess I'm only in the second row. So, <laughs> yeah, me and Danny got the uh, got the front front row locked down there. So nice. Well, yeah, no, whatever name you go by, we're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, Carly, are you still with us? Yeah, sorry. Did you call me earlier? I was getting my trash get off my porch, and then I noticed it was silent. And I was like, being just my luck, he probably just asked me a question, and I'm not by my phone. <laughs> nope. we're, uh, we were talking a weekend outlook, and I didn't know if maybe you had, had something for us. Yeah, yeah, not really. I'm really looking forward to seeing Bryce Madrin the most. Um, we were on the phone with Skip. We had a production meeting, I believe, Monday morning, and he said he's a dynamite in a little package. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how he plays. Like all the players have said that he has really strong at bats. He's a really hard hitter, fast runner, and um, he'll be out in the outfield too. So I'm eager to see um, how he does taking over for Tread. But I think Spikerman will be moving over to center, and Bryce will be in right field. But I'm really looking forward to seeing him, Kale Davis, of course. I know you guys hit on that earlier. Um, whenever Kendall Rogers was in here and these Cali college transfers like Aaron Weber, 
Bryce, of course, and Carson Pierce. So um, I'm pretty pumped. So we'll see what they have. And Skip was also speaking really highly of Anthony McKenzie as well. Um, he was saying he can play about anywhere on the field, kind of like Diego Muniz, and he'll get a lot of playing time. So, yeah, those are my thoughts. Carly, you, you, you've spent a lot of time around Skip. So now what? since you asked all the kids, what's, what's your favorite Skipism? Gosh, I, I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. So, like, Skip, Skip is, like, a good, like, family, like, friend of mine. So, like, I, I don't really see him as Coach Johnson, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Like, um, we, we have a pretty tight relationship. Like, he's – I could basically call him, like, one of my Norman dads. Um, he's pretty cool. So, let me think. I think – I don't know. I think – just kind of a general one would probably have to be he just always says stuff that nobody understands and if you ever get the chance to be around skip for literally two minutes you will know exactly what i mean like he just creates his own little metaphors in his head and everybody's just like literally what are you saying nobody understands but yeah i would have to think about about my own favorite skipism i'll have to get back to you on that ask me in two weeks <laughs> We all know my favorite skip is it's inappropriate for the company we have right now. Drew, what's going on, man? No, I, we were talking about guys that, that were excited to watch, and I know a lot of names got mentioned. But uh, one guy that didn't really get brought up tonight was Jackson Nicholas. And look out for him to have a, a really big year this year because the dudes worked a ton in the offseason and, and everything like that. But uh, look, look for him to have a real real breakout year again this year. Oh yeah, we haven't even talked about Jackson Nicholas much, but yeah, no, I that's a really good point, Drew. I I totally agree with you. I think uh, um, it's when when you have those guys that are everyone's news coming in, it's kind of like the new shiny object sometimes. But uh, it's definitely not to forget that. Uh, yeah, I, when when we look at uh, twenty twenty repeating guys, uh, you know, Madron's already done it. But if you want to see a guy that has the potential. Another guy on the team that has the potential for a 2020 year like Peyton had last year, I think it would definitely be Jack. So, I'm talking about like a potentially like a, a a Cade Horton type of year where you could see him, you know, you know, be in a really good spot at the end of the year and then the postseason to where you know high draft class something like that because he's got all the intangibles and and the skill set to to do it. Luckily, we have Jackson for at least one more year. It's all knock on wood that we we refrain from the portal, but no, uh, I Jackson is a, is one of the keys to this season, and it's pretty funny that we say that because of the way that Brandon said it a minute ago. Well, oh yeah, no, we we still we got Jackson Jackson uh, Nicholas, that that old that old guy. That's 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 ridiculous to to think about that we have guys like Wallace Clark and Bryce Madron and Jackson Nicholas, and John Spikerman. I know that those are, are names that, that we all know and are, are superstars in our eyes, but I honestly believe that college baseball is about to, to find out. I really do. I, I think that we have enough power or, or enough uh, uh, talent on this team that Skip has gone out and played the portal like a fiddle, that it's, it's going to be an extremely entertaining form of baseball this year. And, you know, we mentioned Bryce Madron. I want to know if he's going to bring a little bit of that uh, banana ball with him. You know, Alex got to talk to uh, his uh, his uh, Savannah Bananas coach earlier this week, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to get some of that out, you know, pretty soon. But Alex, do you, uh, you know, maybe you could hit a few points that you talked about with him. Yeah, I just asked him a little bit kind of what he was as a hitter because obviously we've heard from everyone that he is just a 
an amazing hitter. Um, and I think the thing I kind of took away was that he was just one of those guys that he is always in the cages. He's one of those hard-nosed guys. Um, and, and like he said, he's like, he is the epitome of Oklahoma, just one of those blue collar guys that just works for everything he has. And I think the thing that he said is he's just a complete hitter. Um, he'll take the pitch outside, drive it the other way. You give him one inside, it's leaving the yard. Um, but just one of those guys who doesn't miss and he just puts together great at bat after great at bat. And he said, yeah, one of the, one of the better hitters that he's coached, um, all around hitters. And he said that we have, every reason to be excited uh, for this guy joining our lineup this year. I agree. And I think the the new names that people are about to, you know, uh, maybe won't be household names by the end of the year, but will at least be on the radar for, uh, for next year are, you know, uh, guys like rock. And I, 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 I may need to backtrack track a little bit because I think rock might have a immediate impact on this team, uh, you know, from the get go, he may, you know, serve in, in a DH spot. I know that we're talking about Diego and, uh, 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 Orduño in that spot, which serviceable bats, great kids, great athletes, and I think that they can definitely do it. But I think you're going to see some guys like Rocco and Caden uh, uh, Powell getting uh, reps there at that DH, uh, you know, early in the season, especially when we're playing teams like Cal Baptist and Ryder and and those clubs. Not to take them take them lightly or anything, but you know, the room to get to try some things is uh, is not very not very thick you know there's not a whole lot of room for error there so um we'll, we'll see what happens as far as those younger guys go evan how are you good johnny i just want to say that was a good reason and of course carly i don't know if you know but i am a recruiting volunteer for football if you haven't heard but it's nice to meet you by the way it's nice to meet you too evan do you remember me on saturday when baseball was signing autographs at basketball i was the one taking the video Yes, yes, I ran into you. I couldn't. I was surprised when I saw you. I was like, I know who that is. It's you. <laughs> yep, that was me. <laughs> yeah, good, good eagle eye. Evan, I got to ask you, man. I I went and got some signatures on Saturday as well. Uh, yeah. Who, who was the most important signature to get while you were there? Oh man. Hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of them, but I can't remember who was my favorite. There was a lot of good players. Was it uh, was it Jackson Nicholas? Heck yeah, because his last name reminds me of Jack and golf. You know they're related, right? I did not know that. Yeah, no, uh, I believe they are uh, like second cousins, twice removed, or something like that. It's a it 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 is a stretch of a connection, but it's still there. They share the name. Wow, uh, it's it's pretty cool that they share that that bloodline. Yeah. That is cool. Of course, it was nice I got to see the baseball team sign that poster for me. And, of course, I showed them my cool swing. They loved it. That's awesome, man. No, I you you wore a pretty snazzy jacket, didn't you? Uh-huh, I wore it. And, then of course, they loved it. And they said I looked pretty sharp. Dude, you do. You always look sharp, Evan, man. You're you're a quality, quality dude. You're Yeah. Yeah, but I can't wait for tomorrow. I feel so pumped. But I'm not sure if I'm going to go, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, hey, Evan, if you get a chance to come out on Saturday, I'll be out on the berms and you can come out and uh, I will. I will try. But if I don't do it, I'll uh, give you guys a shout out. Yeah, man. Definitely. 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 You know where we're at. So if you ever want to come out there, man, I got I got a bunch of stickers and a T-shirt for you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, dude. It's always good having you, man. Yeah. And thank you for letting me meet you, Carly. You're nice. Oh, you're so nice, Evan. 
Uh, but yes, it was a pleasure to meet you. I hope I see you more at the Dale. I hope so. That would be sweet. Well, Brandon, is there anybody we had mentioned? Um, is there anyone we haven't? I mean, Dakota Harris got spoken about a little bit. Um, you know, I don't know if there was a, a lot of conversation about him. I, you know, Toby mentioned him as well. I think he's, you know, a, a household name by the end of the year. Uh, he actually potentially might be the guy that I'm most excited about uh, getting to watch to start the year. Um, I'm expecting to see him on quite a bit of the uh, the following day highlights that they always post two or three minute videos showing all the highlights. I'm going to imagine he's going to have quite a few. So, um, you know, I think we've covered pretty much everyone. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd say Dakota Harris is the, the last guy I'd like to mention. Yeah, no, going to t- talking about Dakota Harris. I mean, he only uh, won a uh, JUCO, gold, JUCO gold glove, right? I mean, that's that's saying something. That's the uh, you know. I don't know if anybody knows that. I mean, I know everyone here is baseball educated, but we might have some people who don't don't know. But uh, Dakota Harris won a basically a defensive MVP for all of JUCO last year. And you know, if you look over at Bryce Madron, he won the offensive awards pretty much for that same category. So, you know, we picked up a hell of a group in the offseason. You know, we, we I hate that we are going to miss Peyton Graham. But, I you know, it's been crazy the amount of wealth we've had at shortstop for the past, I mean, going back even 15 years. It is nuts the amount of talent we've had over there. And now, you know, with guys like Jackson Nicholas, uh, you know, having him for – you know, the, the amount of time that we're going to have him, hopefully that'll, you know, spur on like the, you know, Inscoff, you know, that's another, another name that, you know, once we, you know, start progressing through the future, it's extremely bright. You know, his father, I believe won a, uh, a college world series. And so, you know, the, the college, college bloodlines run deep in Norman right now. No, absolutely. Travis, how you doing? Man, I'm doing well. Just uh, got done with a little family dinner. It's my, my birthday is coming up, so my folks were in town for it. So sorry I couldn't get here right at eight. Uh, I had my reminders set, but dinner ran a little long. But um, looking forward to doing these uh, all year, really. Looking forward down. Uh, I'll be down in Norman on Sunday and Monday, and I'm not one of those uh, high dollar front row folks either. I will be on the second row uh, as well. So. Uh, but yeah, really excited about the season. It's kind of so for the, those of you that don't know, I spent the last eight years in restaurant ownership and have since um, kind of with the audience rent role kind of moved into, uh, you know, selling my restaurants. And now I can actually come down and actually see games in person. So it'll be a lot of fun. Obviously, I've been coming down to the basketball games and tennis matches and everything like that. So. Can't wait to make some of these uh, some of these baseball series throughout the year. Travis, do you still enjoy cooking? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It, it'll always cooking is one of those things. Um, I feel like you can never really get tired of. I mean, because there's there's just so many possibilities. There's there's a there's always a new technique, a new recipe, a new ingredient, a new this, that, or the other, and it's it's kind of nice just eating what I cook. I mean, it's always fun to cook for other people because it's, there's something about them trusting you, something you make with your hands um, as nourishment. There's something, you know, kind of cool about that, but man, I like, I like cooking what I eat. 
I eat what I cook. I'll put it that way. <laughs> hey, and I like eating what Travis cooks too because uh, the dude can cook a hell of an omelet. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> omelets. Uh, once you, if you can master the omelet, man, you can uh, you can keep a lot of people happy in the morning. Yeah, he he was our Omaha chef for uh, for the for the time up there. So uh, Travis, uh, yeah, he can he can cook. Travis, we need to get something uh, worked out for you grilling on alumni weekend. It's supposed to be the KU weekend. I'm gonna try to get everyone out on the berm, get a grill yeah. rolling. It'd be a good old time. Yeah, sounds good to me. We could uh, we could smoke some stuff and do whatever. You just have to give me some uh, give me some heads up, and we'll get the plan on that. No doubt. Yeah, once once game sends out the info, I might see kind of the numbers and whatnot. See if we can't put together for like that Saturday game or something. Um, see if we can get games to pitch in on or something. Perfect. Yeah, with uh, with audience rent, I can I can work from anywhere unless I'm gonna, I've got to be like, you know, there's a massive client I've got to actually travel to or something like that. But uh, yeah, I can I can work that from anywhere. So and it's funny I'm I was so used to working weekends with restaurants that um, we moved into our audience rent offices last year and I rolled into the office on a Saturday. We're in the we're in the one technology center down here in downtown Tulsa and. Rolled right in, walked in, opened my laptop, start working, and I text my business partner. I say, hey, man, where you at? He goes, I'm coaching my son's baseball team. What's up? I said, well, are you going to come into the office after that? He's like, no, it's Saturday, man. I'm like, do we not work on Saturdays? He's like, no, nah, man, Monday to Friday. Enjoy your weekend. I was like, oh, sweet. Not used to that. So, yeah, I'll definitely be down there on the weekends. That's awesome. Absolutely. But, yeah, I've been uh, enjoying just listening to you guys talk. Soaking some stuff up uh, and getting ready for the season, man. Yeah, Travis, man. Uh, Saturday we're doing uh, Phillies out on the berm, so you'll have to come join us for one of those. Yep the uh, this this Saturday I'll still be in Tulsa, but I'll be down there. Uh, I'll be down there Sunday, Monday, no doubt. Yeah, I forgot you said you were going to be here Sunday and Monday. Well, you'll miss out on a good time, sir. Well, you know, I, if I know anything about this group, that it won't be the last good time that's been had. Not, not even r- remotely. You are correct, sir. <laughs> uh, there's another one coming around the corner, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there are many, many weekends ahead of us for uh, awesome times. And that's, I mean, that's not even inclu- including when we start conference and we get to have our uh, big Doc Me pizza parties on Saturdays. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Even when I was sitting there because I, the, uh, I went to the scrimmage after the, uh, after the basketball game the other day. Walked over to the, the little open scrimmage they had and hung out. And, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to spending a ton of time um, in that park. No doubt about it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, gentlemen, we're sitting at about an hour and a half. Uh, you know, we haven't – We I think we covered a lot. I know that it was uh, – this usually is our session to kind of just have fun. Uh, you know, get ready for, for opening day. And uh, I think that we, uh, it served its purpose. I really enjoyed having Toby with us. I enjoyed having uh, Damon Miner. And again, you know, if you guys can help, uh, you know, we posted that GoFundMe at the top. Uh, you know, his brother, uh, Ryan Miner, is suffering from cancer right now. And if we could, uh, you know, if we can help out with that, I would truly enjoy. I've already given. And if uh, everybody else would, would help as well, that'd be fantastic. But if that's all, all we got, I think we should uh, should call it a night. And I hope uh, everybody has a great opening day. And uh, Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. Thanks, guys. See you, Johnny. Thank you. See you, Johnny.